Okay, we're doing exactly eight minutes? The Julia. Do you want I me to know. put eight minutes on? You yeah. said you came in here said snack break. Snack break. Eight minutes. Eight minutes. Welcome to a snack break. Okay, eight minutes plus whatever we just said. Okay. okay. Uh, welcome to Lunch Break Society. I'm Brendan. I'm Noah. Pound down. Pound down. Okay, so this is a snack break, so we're doing it quick. Let's make sure we hit all the segments. Noah. Yes. Welcome to Antics in the Attic. I did not listen to any. Fuck you, Noah. Why? Okay, why is it so... Okay, fine. Okay, fine, 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 fine. I have a good reason. Uh, Sure, what is it? Spring break where you were doing nothing but being in your house, being bored, which you told me you were doing? Yes, and I hooked up my, my record player. And so I've been, like, just enjoying, like, vinyl in my new space, and I don't have any Interpol. I don't understand why you didn't go buy all the three newest Interpol (laughs) albums on vinyl. Actually, you need to listen to four, right? Yeah. You you listen to Turn on the Bright Lights and Antics. Mm -hmm. Here's what we're going to do this week. I'm just going to name the other four albums, and you tell me what you think they're going to be like. Okay. Our Love to Admire. Okay. You can give one word or, like, a sentence. Uh, Understated. Slow burn. Oh, it's actually really... Yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, Interpol, self-titled. Um, flashy, dancy. Okay. El Pintor. Um, shorter songs, slightly faster tempo. Marauder. Everyone dies. Wow. No, I don't know. <laughs> well, Marauder is the album they were touring behind when we saw them. Okay, okay. Okay, um, those, are, those are Noah's predictions. For the rest of the albums, I will now, listen. which at some point he will listen to. I'm just enjoying my new apartment and my vinyl. Yeah, so let's talk about that. That was Antics in the Attic. Um, yeah. It's awesome. Oh, real quick review. Antics. It's great. Yeah. It's great. Anyway, you moved to a new place. <laughs> in Flatbush, and it's great. We had a week off, and I watched my kid. He had a fever, but I was like, I don't care, because we can just stay home. Yeah. You can have a fever in our nice new place. Yeah. That's nice. So that's what he did. And uh, watched a lot of Larva Island, or Larva and Larva Island, which are these South Korean animated shows. They're not for kids, but they... But, they, but kids like that? My kid loves it. You were watching it for Fat Boy, not for you. I was watching it for him, because he likes it, but I also really like this show. Okay. And I, when I looked it up, it was it's a South Korean show. Sure. It was not intended really for kids. It was intended okay. for like a huge age range. It's pretty... Oh, like, it's all ages. It's all ages. Sometimes yeah. I think... I think sometimes I th- think that geez we mislabel things as kids that are really should be more labeled all ages yeah like like i i i don't understand why adults grow up and stop reading picture books come on what like, there's reasons why what are those reasons because like we live in a society that puts a lot of pressure on you to be like a man yeah no sure, sure, sure. masculine yeah no adult i Put your fucking feelings away when you're 18 or so. Or a woman right? and to be stoic and in charge of everything oh, and on top yeah. of it have a family he and a career. A ge- there's a gender narrative. There's yeah. a historical narrative. Yeah, no. Yeah. Sorry. No. Yeah. I understand all of that shit. Yeah. I just don't understand why we have that. Like, I don't understand why we've gotten to that place. Like, I, I strongly believe that adults should still be reading picture books, some of which are aimed at children and some of which are for all ages. Yeah, I just I I'm somebody who struggles more than you do with like the feeling that I'm doing a baby thing. See, and I want us to get over that. I do too. I want myself to get over it too. Like you know what I did. Um, I just want. I just want. I'm looking at the picture books in my classroom. I just want to run over and grab some and like show you like specific pages and be like, look at this shit. No, but I. You don't have to convince me that art for all ages is often super super deep and meaningful. And sometimes yeah. it gets it gets something. If a work is if that that well, twenty plays it 
plays it left in the sometimes a, a kind of all ages work can hit a universality mm-hmm. that is its like primary power yeah. something like Harold and Maud or Whale Rider <laughs> I love that movie or like you know things that are like you're like everyone should see this because it's good for everyone yeah. you know I mean I think at the same time like people talk about universality sometimes can work against a piece of art because if you're trying to talk to everyone you'll end up talking to no one I think of course but not if, but it if is, the universality is extended just to age it's also because like if it's okay, just sure. limited universality and also if you think about I don't know Whale Rider I, I vaguely know it yeah. but, but if you think about the story of Harold and Maude that's not an experience everyone goes through Harold and Maude yeah it's an experience almost nobody knows. Exactly. So it's it's right. not a universal story. Not at I all. I think that the yeah. truth in it, the like what Something, you can pull out of yeah. it. Yeah. Something well, that's why it keeps getting remade, but slightly different. Harold and Maude? Yeah. When you think of a they're lot not, of where this are, is, like this is my old film teacher's thing from high school. Like it's not like it's not, they're not called remakes, but like Garden State oh. is a Harold and Maude movie. You think so? Where a depressed young man meets a quirky, cool lady. They took out the age difference thing. Okay. But like it's this That's very kind of, like it's manic pixie dream girl, but like Her- like Maude did it better. Do you think of Maud as a manic pixie dream girl? In a way, not, I think not of it fully, the, but in the a way. Number one manic pixie dream girl, the movie that got it right, the best, Eternal Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Well, because she actually had like a feelings. A feelings? Sorry, a feelings. She had feelings. <laughs> a person. I was gonna say a personality. I was like, yeah, that's a great. Film. Like Kate Winslet's yeah. character, though Clementine. Like, yeah, she existed in more than one dimension. Oh yeah. Most manic pixie dream girls exist only to serve the protagonist. Oh yeah, well that's because it's pejoratively used. Yes. To describe bad characters. Usually, yeah. Usually, but I think of I think of her as like, oh my god, dude, that movie's the best. Also, there's just one well, part any, of it, anything... one part of it where he he's having like a fever dreamish kind of thing, or his memory. You mean slipping. the whole fucking movie? Well, there's one where it gets really droopy though, and Tom Wilkinson is in the office, and he goes, "Oh yeah, he works here. Uh, did you meet my new intern?" And he's gonna just say Patrick, but he goes Patrick, and it's just something about the way he stretches. Mm. No, it's very good. Um, yeah. I mean, any any trope done well can be good. Sure, you know, like you know, barrier gaze trope. Um, I don't know if people do that. I wonder. I, I think I think barrier gaze. No, no. I, I mean, when people make works, I don't know if they consciously go we're we're actually it's this kind of maybe they go it's a kind of thriller or it's a home invasion film mm. but there's a there's a way that you're always trying to escape the trope a bit even as you use it yes and no it depends no. on the trope some people like they know that they're subverting this trope they're like mm-hmm. we're gonna do uh this thing but it's turned side like we're gonna do a love yeah. story I don't know, but, yeah. but but in Cabin that in the woods is that they will forget like oh but we accidentally fell into oh yeah for example barrier gaze where the gay people always die. Yeah. So like, like, uh, like you know, oh, like Brokeback Mountain. Like we're gonna do a love story, but we're gonna change it because it's gonna be these two men who long for each other. Oops, but we killed one of them. Spoilers for Brokeback Mountain. Them. The fucking he gets fucking like lynched. No, but why is that? Barrier gay characters always have to die. Oh, okay. Like that's a trope that yeah, they yeah, yeah. didn't escape. Oh. Like they took a. You know, yeah, I, cowboy I love that, story. That seems to work. That that what you're doing here is putting everything under like a trope microscope, a troposcope. No, sure, and I, and I think, and I see what you're saying. But I think in another way, why why it, wouldn't it be? Why why does it, it made sense and yeah. it worked for the movie? Um, and, and that's the thing is, I think sometimes like did it work for the movie outside of working for the some, trope? No, no, it, it but it wasn't. Trope? It wasn't working for the trope. I I I I think I'm saying they accidentally used the trope just and like. 
Sometimes that happens, and sometimes you can just be like, okay, this movie is still good, even though it has this thing in it. But yeah. when you line it up with all the others, you're like, oh, this is kind of a thing we do too much. Anyway, we only have 19 seconds left. Let's get a word oh. from our sponsors. All right. Don't have any. Okay, so in our last 14 seconds, though, is there anything you want to say um, about tropes? We only have 10 seconds. Tropes. They're interesting. Um, or about anything. Uh, no. Happy spring break. We're happy back. Spring break. I'm Brendan. Yeah, no. Countdown. Bye. Bye.